just imagine. At night, you're lounging on the balcony, bathing in the moonlight, lost in your own thoughts. Suddenly, the moon disappears before you even realize. What would you do? Maybe you would jump in panic for a few seconds, and then calm down after checking your mobile phone for news and learning about the lunar eclipse. Ah, you say to yourself, "That's what it is," whilst getting back into a chair to enjoy the rest of the evening. But now, imagine you're an ordinary person at the ancient times, clueless to this celestial phenomenon. Will your imagination run wild? Welcome to our space series, the Space Talk, and this is Huang Rei. I will lead you back to ancient China once again. Here, we will get to know a few Chinese astronomers from those times and their stories with lunar eclipses. The lunar eclipse has always been a wonder to behold. But today, we can take it as a natural event, because the mystery of the disappearing moon has been long solved. But if we turn the clock back to ancient times, things were quite different. Back then, the common people saw the lunar eclipse as something supernatural. One legend suggests. That a naughty giant dog would swallow the moon and make it disappear. So, when darkness fell, monarchs in the Chinese Zhou Dynasty, which is over two thousand years ago, would conduct a ritual, which involved loud playing of drums in order to scare away the dog. Similar customs were followed in the Tang Dynasty. When ladies would stroke their bronze mirrors fast to deter this naughty animal, but for Chinese astronomers, mythical tales were clearly not enough to answer their questions. They had been relentlessly seeking the reasons behind the moon's temporary disappearance. Wang Zhenyi was an autodidact. Who taught herself astronomy during the Qing Dynasty? Unlike most women at the time, who concentrated on child rearing and family affairs, as their social roles required, Wang decided to take another path for her life, dedicating herself to pursuing knowledge in regard to mathematics, literature, history, and of course, astronomy. Born to a family of literati in 1768, Wang was enlightened when she was a little girl. She learned basic astronomy from her grandfather, medicine from her father, and poetry from her grandma. At the age of 16, she started to teach herself astronomy. In one of her exhibits, she simulated the lunar eclipse. By setting a round table in a pavilion as the Earth, hanging a lantern from a beam to represent the sun, and placing a mirror next to the table to represent the moon, by changing the direction of these three items, 
she showed herself the process of a lunar eclipse. Wow! If you have ever seen videos on the solar system, you will find out that the moon's orbit around the Earth is tilted, and thus, when it moves around the Earth, the moon will not come into the shadow cast by the Earth. Instead, when these three heavenly bodies were lined up with the Earth in between, the moon's Earth-facing side will be fully illuminated by the sun. Then, how does the eclipse occur? You may be wondering. As the Earth-Moon system orbits the Sun throughout the year, the Moon's orbital tilt changes relative to the Sun. About twice a year, this puts the Moon in just the right position to pass through the Earth's shadow. And that is the time when a lunar eclipse happens. You may find such demonstrations familiar, since it is basic knowledge found in astronomy textbooks. But imagine when mythology still played an important role in explaining such events in pre-modern China. Wang taught herself to see things with reason. Now, let's trace back even further to China's southern and northern dynasties which is over some 1,400 years ago, and meet another great astronomer, Zhu Chongzhi. As we have mentioned earlier, an eclipse happens when the moon, earth, and sun are lined up and are more importantly on the same plane, allowing for the moon to pass through the earth's shadow. And that is what we now call the eclipse season, with this information, we can predict when the next eclipse will take place. Wow! But this knowledge did not attract the attention it deserved until the time of Zhu Chongzhi. Zhu was the first person to attach distinct importance to the eclipse season in the Chinese calendar. Chinese lunar calendar has served as an important guidance for agricultural activities in ancient society. The prediction of eclipses was seen by the Chinese people as a verifiable test of whether a calendar was accurate. So, efforts were made by many astronomers to raise the accuracy of the calendar for the benefit of the people. Well, the universe remains a source of mystery to mankind, who has never ceased the efforts of unveiling its mask. Such enthusiasm towards the sky can be traced back to ancient times and will definitely thrive into the future. With the development of space technology, it has become a reality for people to actually explore the universe. And it's quite certain that in the near future, we will take a closer look at the cosmos and make further explorations. Thank you for listening to this edition of Space Talk. For more, please search for A Thousand Wise on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you may find your favorite podcasts. 
I'm Wang Ray. Rejoin us again next time. Bye bye.